0: Unimash Solutions, family, partners, and friends, what is happening? Already through Q1 of 2023, I'm starting to think that Father Time is really just a modern-day thief with how fast time is flying by. As we are entering into the second quarter of 2023 in April, I have been deep in thought, whiteboarding what types of pranks I can pull on the heartbreaker, which then got me thinking, what is the actual origin of April Fool's and why does it exist? Well, I'm glad that you asked. The exact history is a bit of a mystery. However, some historians speculate that April Fool's Day dates back to 1582, when France switched from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian. The Julian calendar The new year began in the spring equinox, which typically falls around April 1st. Now, people who were slow to get the news and or failed to recognize that the start of the new year had moved to January 1st, continued to celebrate the new year during the last week of March into April, and they became the butt of jokes and hoaxes. These individuals were called April fools. People began to pull pranks on these April fools, which included having paper fish placed on their backs and being referred to as Poussin de Avril, which is the April fish, said to symbolize a young easy caught fish, and a gullible person. And I know we all have some Poisson day of rills in our life. And if you don't, you might want to take a look in the mirror. Well, welcome back once again to Smart Acid Podcast. This is your host, Andy Erickson, and I'm here with the pearl snaps to my rodeo wear, the heartbreaker, Chris Ernst. Heartbreaker, my man. How are you holding up? I'm great today, Andy. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. While we were taking this show on the road this week and heading out to the country, we we're going to bring in our resident expert in agricultural to talk a little farming and see how the season is going. So stick around and let's get at it and give it a tasty. All right, folks, we have a part one of a two-parter today as we have a great guest in this studio. And I'm going to apologize up front as he's usually rather a shy and monotone man. Let me introduce you to our very own country boy, Christian Juris, who is the subject matter expert in the agricultural chemistry arena. Christian, man, how are you holding up these days? Very good. How about you? I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. All right, Christian, before we get into talking about the Farmer's Almanac and what to expect this year, would you be willing to play a short little game with us to test your agricultural knowledge? Go ahead. All right. It's rather simple. We're going to ask you five questions, and all you have to do is at least get two right, and you'd be smarter than the heartbreaker. So let's get at it. All right, first question California produces 98% of the United States' output of what green colored nuts?
1: Pistachios.
2: All right, Christian. Craisins are both a popular snack and a registered trademark. What fruit is used to make craisins?
0: Cranberries. All right. What method of applying seed, fertilizer, or pesticide in a wide pattern shares its name with the method of using public airwaves to transmit television?
2: i don't know drones Uh, that would be broadcast all right christian next one what grade comes between prime which is the most marbled and select which is the least marbled on the u.s department of agricultural's beef grading scale i don't know the answer is choice hey uh i'm a vegetarian it's going to come down to the last question andy
0: Yeah, it is going to come down to the last one. This is the toughest, and good news is uh, you're already two out of four, so you've tied the heartbreaker. What did the M in Texas A&M University originally stand for? Hint, the A stands for agricultural. Second hint, it starts with an M and ends in mechanical. Mechanical. Well done. That's it. oh my uh, all right. let, let, let's let's get into this a little bit, Christian. Um talk to us a little bit about your background and you know, what makes up the country boy, Christian Juris.
1: Yeah, oh, the country boy. I actually grew up in the ag business back in the X amount of years ago. Okay and uh, actually sold products like Ambush and Simbush. And these are insecticides and herbicides, as well as I uh, work for a supplier of fertilizer and micronutrients. So that's my background in ag.
2: Awesome, Christian. Thank you and welcome. So Andy tells me that the agricultural market is both cyclical and seasonal. Can you walk us through the overall cycle?
1: Sure. The actual ag season really starts at post-harvest. So right after post-harvest, they're preparing permanent crops like peaches and cherries and things of that nature uh, for dormancy. Then in late winter, early spring, you have the planting season. And for that, you got to prepare your soil for the right pH. And then comes planting, fertilizer and micronutrient applications. And then throughout the growing stages, which is April roughly through the end of summer, the growers are protecting their crops from weed and insect pressure. And then harvest happens. And then you start all over again at post-harvest.
0: So there you have it, Heartbreaker. Just like I said, cyclical and cyclical. Um, All right, Christian, Talk to us. So right now to me, I look at it as we're about to head into the kickoff of the egg season. What do I mean by that? I look at it as kickoff as farmers getting out in the fields and starting to plant stuff. What's going on right now?
1: Well, right, right now what's going on is the West Coast is a little wet. So with all those rains and the Hawaiian uh, express storms, it's been a little rough. So they're about thirty to forty five days out from planting to be able to get the tractors in the field. But in the and in the Midwest, we experience a little bit of uh, extra winter, kind of like the groundhog predicted, and they are starting to plant and it's starting to move and shake.
2: Fantastic, Christian. So now that we're heading further into spring, what should people be thinking about? Well, they should
1: be thinking about their micronutrient-based fertilizers, that that's what the growers are using, okay, and obviously products to protect their crops, from that weed and insect pressure that they're gonna get. So as ag focused sellers, we should be thinking about products like boric acid, monoethanolamine, EDTAs, citric acid, surfactants, just to name a few.
0: Christian, I know that there's a lot of, you know, agriculture on the global scale. Um, there's a lot of industry challenges. We've got some geopolitical situations happening in Ukraine that, you know, definitely have impacted product availability and pricing. Can you kind of talk to us a little bit about all of that?
1: Yes. Due to the situation in Europe, particularly the Ukraine, the global potash and uh, phosphorus-based products, there's still issues there, which is keeping fertilizer costs high versus pre-pandemic levels. Uh, Throw in the natural gas issues that Europe is experiencing, that is causing more U.S. export, which is a good thing in an odd way, okay, of ammonia-based fertilizers, but that is causing the U.S. products not to go down in a deflationary mode as people would think.
2: Great, Christian. Thank you. So maybe let's pivot to forward looking here just a touch. Can you talk to us about the recent innovations you see in the agricultural space? Yes.
1: Things in the innovation space is really about a lot of products that are sustainable. Things like seaweed, which are used for micronutrients, Soil health is a big deal. There's a lot of movement around aerobic and anaerobic bugs and bacteria formulations. And these are bugs that people grow, kind of like yeast makes beer, okay, that you put on your soil for those bugs to release some of the nutrients that are bonded up in the soil, which means that you have to use a little bit less synthetics and it creates more nutrients and more soil health in the soil that uh, that you're growing in. So those are the some of the two. There's a lot of other factors, but a lot of formulation work using a variety of products versus your traditional inorganic chemicals.
0: So Christian, I was recently reading an article that talked a little bit about soil wetters. And can you talk to me a little bit about that? Because my mind goes a- pretty crazy places when I hear about those.
1: Well, everybody thinks that soils are media that grabs water. And it depends on the soil. But like in clay soils, the water kind of runs off. And there's a lot of clay soils in the growing media of the U.S. So to be able to get to about an 18-inch root zone, you need to wet that soil down. And people are using alcohol-thoxalates, nonylphenol surfactants, alcohol polyglucosides, which are sugar-based surfactants, products like that to be able to wet that zone and be able to have that product get down there and not bind up on the way down to the root zone in the soil medium.
2: All right, Christian, let's bring it home with our ending question here. If there's one takeaway for our listeners, what would it be? Well, the good thing is prices are good
1: for crop commodities. The planting of acreage is still growing. The world needs food and therefore growers, fertilizer companies, and people like ourselves are bullish on the ag business. So I have to say it, go ag.
2: I love it, Christian. Thank you. I want to say thanks for taking the time to join us and for dropping all your knowledge on us. We appreciate both your time and your insight. Come back again. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you for the invite. See you guys.
2: Okay, everyone, that brings us to the end of this month's episode. Thanks again to all of our listeners for tuning in. And a big thanks to the country boy for his knowledge of the field and beyond. Although as a country boy, I would have thought he would have come dressed in his best pearl snaps. But whatever, we'll catch him next time around. We look forward to everyone joining us for part two of the podcast with Christian next month. Have a great start to spring. We hope you get outside and enjoy.
0: Smart acids breaking things down for the chemicals and specialty ingredients market one born at a time. Smart Acids is part of the Univar Solutions Podcast Network.